Presiding officer, fellow culture ministers, delegates, ladies and gentlemen, may I extend the warmest of welcomes from the government and people of Scotland to the Edinburgh International Culture Summit 2012. This parliament itself uh, demonstrates the power of international cultural collaboration, whether through the magnificent modernist architecture of the late Enric Morales from Barcelona or the exhibition uh, in the public entrance space of two letters associated with our Scottish hero, Sir William Wallace Braveheart, one written by him to the German city of Lübeck in 1297, encouraging trade with Scotland and the other a letter from King Philip IV of France offering assistance in relations with the Pope. Together they show how international cooperation through trade and diplomacy was vitally important seven centuries ago to Scotland and is a key part of our cultural heritage. My thanks also to Liz Lockhead for reading Robert Burns's great poem, A Man's a Man for All That. Now, I grew up in Robert Burns's birthplace in Alloway, so his message of brotherly love the world o'er has long inspired me and matches the aim of this international summit. Let me, though, quote another poet, William Shakespeare, now being celebrated through the Cultural Olympiads World Shakespeare Festival, including a powerful Polish production of Macbeth, an explosive study of brutality and fear, which I saw only on Saturday. In The Merchant of Venice, Shakespeare wrote, the man, hath no music in him, that the man that hath no music in himself, nor is not moved with concord of sweet sounds, is fit for treasons, stratagems, and spoils. The motion of his spirit are dull as night, and his affections dark as Erebus. Let no, man, no, let no such man be trusted. Mark the music. So music, culture, the arts helps us build trust. Trust and understanding are the foundations for relationships between people and nations. They have the power to move and motivate, and that is what we invite you to discuss. We saw the dramatic impact of the performing arts in Danny Boyle's opening ceremony for this year's Olympics and in yesterday's closing ceremony. The Olympics, though, are not just a one-off event, however dramatic, but are also an enduring movement, creating international sporting connections. So I hope that this summit can leave a similarly lasting legacy of increased cultural dialogue between nations. The presiding officer reminded us that Edinburgh International Festival started in 1947, and of course the last London Olympics were in 1948 in a time of austerity, just as we have now. And the lesson to draw is even in difficult times, there is space for new ventures like the summit and that the creative arts and industries are key to economic and indeed social recovery rather than a distraction from it. And this is one of the reasons in Scotland we're protecting our culture budgets. But for many countries, the times are promising rather than difficult. The Beijing Olympics of 2008 and the forthcoming Winter Olympics in Sochi in 2014, the Summer Olympics in Rio in 2016, and the Commonwealth Games in Delhi in 2010, show how the world's most populous nations are achieving an economic and social position that matches their already enormous cultural contributions, not just hundreds, but thousands of years old. 
Here in Scotland, we look forward to the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow in 2014, and these Olympics have provided a great platform for that. So as I refrained from quoting Scotland's national poet, Robert Burns, earlier, let me do so now. His well-known lines, Oh, would some power the gift to give us, to see ourselves as others see us, it would from many a blunder free us. So I see this occasion as one where we can see ourselves as others see us and can learn from each other. Your experience, your vision, our dialogue, our debate in sharing our common issues and challenges from our unique perspectives is a valuable opportunity. Some of you will have experience of culture at times of conflict and resolution. We need to learn what that means for artists and governments. So where better to do that than in Edinburgh, the city of festivals, the festival city? The status comes from sharing culture across communities and countries. Today, the Edinburgh festivals provide a platform for artists and performers from across the globe to present to a similarly wide audience, from the National Youth Orchestra of Iraq, brought to the Fringe Festival with the help of the Scottish Government and the British Council, to 3,000 artists from at least 47 different countries at the International Festival, to the new Edinburgh World Writers' Conference, starting at the Book Festival on Friday and going on to 15 different countries over the course of next year. All this shows how culture and the arts translate ideas into a common language that transcends societal differences and builds long-term relationships and trust between nations. So take this opportunity to build relationships with each other, to challenge each other, to engage in a dialogue about the future in this city of ideas and the Enlightenment, and take the opportunity too to experience Edinburgh now at the height of its festival season, to enjoy our culture and our hospitality, but above all, our very warm welcome. Thank you.